ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for today's edition. We got a championship to talk about. That's right. Marshall last night defeating Green Bay for the CIT championship. Thundering Herd do that 90 to 70. You know, for a while, just for a minute, just for a minute, looking around thinking, okay, this Green Bay team, they came to play. As they came out, I think this punched Marshall in the mouth early. They got out to a quick start. They made a couple of runs of their own. And then at one point in this game, C.J. Burks was playing, and he thought to himself, they can't stop me. And so C.J. Burks does what C.J. Burks does, goes out there and drops 28 points. Tavion Kenzie dropped 21. He had 11 rebounds, so he got a double-double. John Elmore, he got a nice 17. He had three assists as well. Sure, he didn't lead the way in scoring, but he doesn't have to. Not every night. And you guy, you, your guy, C.J. Burks, is right there with you. When your guy is there, you're good. And Tavion Kenzie showing that I'm going to be leading the way when you're gone. I've got this. Thundering Herd. Also, I thought wisely got away from that three-point shot. They were three of 26 in that contest. Didn't take as many in the second half because they realized we can go in. They can't cover CJ. We can do some damage this way. And so the Thundering Herd scored not a few points more than the other team in the paint, a lot more in the paint. I always look at that number, and it tells me a lot. It does. And it shows me that Marshall outscored Green Bay in the paint 58-34. And it also shows me that Marshall got 18 points off turnovers compared to Green Bay's 12. Marshall got 24 second-chance points compared to Green Bay's 19. Fast break points, 18-5 to in favor of Marshall. 34-19 is the bench total. Thundering Herd's way is again. And, you know, here's a number that we usually don't look at because it doesn't go in the Herd's favor. Marshall got 52 rebounds. And you know where the majority of those came? Defensive. 36 defensive boards, 16 offensive rebounds. And they out-rebound Green Bay 52-44. to You know what else made this game hard for Green Bay? The crowd. You're going to hear that in a minute. We'll hear from the head coach of the Green Bay Phoenix, Link Darner. And he compared Marshall's crowd to some of his bigger road games on the season. I thought that was pretty impressive. The way that crowd reacted last night. If you were in that crowd, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to tell you. But if you weren't there, I don't know if TV really got it. Because there were times it was just loud in there. It was really an energetic crowd. And I don't know if Green Bay was ready to handle that. When you're in a tournament like this, you're not expecting maybe big crowds. Your fan base might be down sometimes. We're really not into this. That's nice. You're in the CIT. But those kids were ready to go. They wanted to play. And I think that first game, when they got the Allmore record and they won that game, I think they were like, okay, we, we could do something here. And as this series went on, as this tournament went on, I think they got a little chippier. They got a little more swag back to them. And they're thinking to themselves, we can do this. We could really win this. We're here. We're going to win this. And so they did. You got every game at home, too. I think the only thing disappointing about the night was uh, that it was not on TV. It was on streaming. And that's the only thing disappointing to me. 
other than that, it was just a great night. If you're a Herd fan, you got to see Herd cut down the nets. Green Bay wouldn't have got to do that. Unless they brought their own ladders. Green Bay wasn't going to get to cut the nets down. Thankfully, we didn't have to worry about that. But you got to see a trophy presentation. The kids got shirts. They get to cut down the net. They were excited. The crowd stayed. And that's another thing. There are times where I see crowds leave. Marshall's got the game in hand. We're leaving. we got to beat that Huntington traffic. No, not last night. The Huntington traffic was not an issue because you didn't care. Instead, you decided you were going to stick around. You were going to watch that trophy presentation. You were going to watch that net-cutting presentation. You were going to celebrate. There were people, when I went on the air in the postgame, now I go on a little bit later. I go on after Steve Cotton's broadcast is over. So I'm there, usually support staff, and that's it. A few people were lingering around you know, getting the Henderson Center in shape for the next event. No, there were a lot of people still lingering around when I got on the air, and that was surprising to me as well. I mean, you see people who are there getting some autographs. You know, they're excited. They just want to see CJ. They want to see John. They want to see Rondell, see some of the couple of guys get, get an autograph. And that's another thing. When I was on the floor yesterday trying to um, get things organized for the postgame, get some sound, like there were kids that were excited. And I think that's going to do wonders for what Marshall basketball can become in the future. There are little kids there. They're excited. That's what you need. You need some new blood, new fans. Little kids who are going to grow up excited to be herd fans. I mean, look at the 80s. I wasn't exactly a little kid, but you got John Taft, you got Skip Henderson, you got those guys making things happen for the Thundering Herd. And now you got John Elmore. That's going to be some kid's favorite player, some kid's favorite Marshall player for the rest of his life. Or you got C.J. Burks. That's going to be some kid's favorite player for the rest of his life. Rondell Watson's my guy. I'm just going to tell you all that right now. I like you, John. I like you, CJ. You guys are great. Rondell's my guy. I've told him that several times. And uh, you, I got to listen to the postgame last night. Uh, we were kind of joking around. And I just looked at him and said, I'm going to miss you, man. And he, he said the same. And I mean, he was not just like being polite. It was fun because every time I get to see him, that means you won a game. You won. So I get to talk to you. I get a one-on-one with you for our postgame. And so great night all around. Hope you enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. Sure. It's a tournament that isn't for the NCAA championship. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Because if it's not the NCAA championship and you still get a title, you get a trophy, it's fun. It's good. Same thing as a bowl game. You're not playing for the bowl that gives you the national championship, but yet you get jacked and excited for that. You get excited for the Gasparilla Bowl. So you know, you want to get excited for the CIT? That's cool. And the great thing about this, if you're a Marshall fan right now, you feel good. You feel good. Season might not have been the best season. Herd lost their legs, and Dan's going to talk about that a little bit later on. The Herd lost their legs, but they got them back. They made a run. Then they got into this tournament, and they made a run, and they got a championship, and you feel good about it. I mean, your season could have been a dumpster fire. You could have gone into a postseason tournament with a losing record and get embarrassed and then outed by a team that you shouldn't have any business losing to, and your season's a dumpster fire right now. For Green Bay, they didn't win the title, but I'm sure they're sitting there going, you know, we, we did a pretty good thing here. We made a nice run. So it works out for Green Bay, even though they didn't get the title. For Marshall, we made a nice run here. We got a title. We won. We're feeling good right now. We're feeling good about ourselves. Because really, if you ever argue about these things being inconsequential, I'm going to bring up the bowl argument with you. You love the bowls. You love having 5,500,000 bowls. You feel good about the bowl win. You tout the bowl victories, even though none of them are for the national championship. None of them mean anything outside of you feel good, you get a trophy, it's great for your program, right? 
right? you got to feel good today about Thundering Hair basketball. We're going to take our first break. Come back. I've got some uh, player and coach interviews from last night. We're going to get to that. We'll try to get your phone calls in a little bit later on. We'll do that coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're sort of a basking in the moment show today. Thundering Herd winning the CIT. That's right. Championship. Got a trophy. Marshall actually collected three trophies. Well, actually more. Let's go two trophies and a bunch of plaques. They got the trophy for playing in that classic. Now, again, I don't know why they structure it that way, but they played in the classic the first game. They get a trophy. Then they advance. Okay, that's cool. Jim Phelan classic. John Elmore gets an MVP trophy. That's cool. Then you get... Plaques after you get the CIT trophy, you get the championship trophy. So you get two trophies, an MVP award. Then Elmore gets first team, and that's cool. He gets a first team plaque. Tavion Kenzie gets a first team plaque. CJ Burks, he gets an MVP plaque. Yeah, that's right. Way he played, I'd hand it to him too. Elmore getting the record, though. There was no way he wasn't getting MVP in that first game. There was just no way, unless he just got his record and then CJ scored 40. There was no way. Elmore was not getting that MVP. It was a great night for everybody. So not a great night for Green Bay. They came in. They gave everything they could. Marshall, I thought, played an outstanding game, figured them out. Once they realized, oh, this team, okay, this is going to be a little tougher than we thought. you got to give credit to Green Bay. You just have to. Their head coach, very, very complimentary of Marshall. Link Darner, the head coach of the Green Bay Phoenix. Here's what he had to say to the media last night. Well, I I thought – for the most part, until about the, I don't know what it was, about the 12-minute mark, I thought we, we had played pretty well. We had survived two of their runs. thought we got off to a great start in the game. We survived a run there right before before half and had the lead. Came out in the second half, they got the lead. We did a good job. We battled back. We got up eight, and I think I think we kind of hit the wall, and they kind of got a little bit more energy. And, you know, and we had a long day yesterday, left uh, you know, Green Bay at uh, noon, and I think by the time we got here, it was 1230. You know, and I think our legs might have might have win. I think their pressure and the way they play probably had a little bit to do with it too. I mean, they're a hard team to guard, hard team to. We don't have much time to prepare. A very hard team to to, to to figure out how to guard, especially with with their two guards. Uh, you know, those are two good guards that we faced all year. Coach, you get into some foul trouble late. Do you think that plays a part in the way you have to adjust? Well, I, I think it hurt us a little bit. I thought. Uh, Josh, Josh McNair getting his third foul. I thought he had done a really good job in the first half um, guarding, and then I thought he did a really good job on getting on getting to the offensive glass, and he had eight points. And then he gets a silly third foul that he didn't need to go gamble for the ball. And I think when he did that and then the start of the second half, him being on the sideline, not out there guarding, not out there going and getting offensive rebounds, I think I think it hurt us. I think I mean him getting his third foul before half was a big big blow to us. You know, Marshall goes on a run late to make the score closer than what some people would say it should have been when you started out. What did you say at halftime to kind of keep everybody in it? Well, we just talked about what we needed to do. I mean, you know, on on defense we we had a few lapses on on rebounding. They 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 do a good job. Their guys go to the offensive glass. I told our guys, you know. Their, their guy that went and got seven offensive rebounds, he's as tall as me. He jumps a lot higher than me, but he goes. And why can't one of our 6'4 guys, 6'5 guys go and do that for us? 
Um, but I, I thought rebounding was a big key. We really struggled to keep them off the glass, and it was almost like they were going to just tell their guys to drive. We had to come help, put it up on the glass, and let's go get it. You know, and half the time they make the shot, and then the other half when we finally get Elmore Burks to miss, they were getting offensive rebound putbacks, and we just couldn't stop the couldn't stop the bleeding. I needed about four more timeouts. Like Tavion Kinsey had a pretty big impact on both ends of the court. Um, you just talk a little bit about his performance. He was, it seemed like his length was kind of bothering Cohen in the second half. Well, they had a lot of different guys guard him. You know, I thought to, to, to start the game, I thought the West did a really good job on him. You know, and I think they threw different guys at him. They they did a good job of trying to keep him from getting the ball. Um, I think the length probably probably was a big factor. You know, I, I think he hurt us more on the offensive end than the defensive end. I think we panicked when they made the run and the crowd got into it like it did. You know, in, in, in our league, um, we haven't faced a crowd like this on the road since we played at Michigan State or Creighton. And I thought when they made their run there and got, got, up, got up eight, we hit the panic button a little bit um, instead of staying composed. And I think the crowd had a lot to do with it. It was a great atmosphere for, for a game. Talk a little bit about C.J. Burks. You, you, second half, he was just relentless taking you off the dribble. Yeah, well, we knew he was going to go right. Man, we knew he was going to go to the rim. We just didn't do a very good job of stopping him. And, you know, we probably should have went. I wanted to go trap him some, um, you know, but we never got to that point because we couldn't, we couldn't score, get a timeout to get to, to, get to that. But, you know, they, they do a good job of their spacing with those guys. And, you know, well, like I said, when we'd finally get him to miss, which he didn't miss many, we just couldn't get the rebound. You know, we just, they just, because we have to rotate to help. And now we got one guy against their two on the backside. And, you know, but he's a, I mean, we're not the first team he's done that to. I mean, he scored almost 2,000 points in his career. So he, he's done that to a lot of teams. And I bet they say the same thing. He's going right, and they still can't stop him. Very complimentary in the loss. That's Green Bay Phoenix head coach Link Darner. And uh, appreciate his comments. It was a fun game. That was a good team. That was a really good team that came in. I thought Marshall, once they figured it out, once they got settled down and the crowd fired them up, it was good. It was all good. Just for a minute, though, you're sitting there going, okay, no, this can't end like this. I know what you were thinking. You were sitting on your hands going, no, this can't end like this. Don't lie. You were thinking it. You were slightly concerned, like, oh, we came all this way for this. Again, good crowd last night. Official attendance, and it could have been more. 5,748. Really good crowd. Herd fans. These are herd fans who showed up excited. They were not casual fans because you had to go out and actively get your ticket. This wasn't a, it's in my season ticket package. This is, you've got to actively say, I want my ticket. And then if you didn't, those tickets went on sale to the general public. And plus, you know what? Marshall students, good on you. I've been at games where Marshall students were not a factor, and I would work heavily on making sure that they are a factor at every game. I would—I don't want to say give the tickets away, but why not? Give the student tickets away, get something going where they're excited to come back and, and root this team on, get them excited, get them a part of the game. They were great, and I know in years past I've just dogged the band. I'm going to say it. I've dogged them, and they deserved it. I wasn't in the wrong. They deserved it. I've dogged them. I don't dog them anymore. They're there. They're ready to go. They feel wanted. They feel welcome. And they show up and they feel like, hey, we're part of this thing. Dan and Tony has made them feel a part of it. So, yeah, this isn't the NCAA tournament. No, this isn't it. This isn't that. This is pretty cool, Lou. I'll take this. This is cool. 
I don't want to take this every year, but I'll take this. This is cool. You know, next year you work your way up. Maybe you get back into the NCAA tournament. I, I don't want to say, all right, next year you're shooting for the NIT. No, get your way back into the NCAA tournament. This is cool. I'll take this as well. I still think the champion of the CBI and the CIT should face off against the NIT and the NCAA winner. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I just want it to happen. It can be the Paul Swan Invitational, and everybody can show up, and Texas Tech or Michigan State can show up, and they can face off against Marshall. I would see them that way. That could happen. we got it more on the way. We'll hear from John Elmore, C.J. Burks. We'll hear from Tavion Kinsey. Dan D'Antoni as well. We've got all of that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back on the Friday edition of the show. Paul Swan, your host. It's fun. Do this every week. Let's just get Marshall in a tournament every week. They play on Tuesday, play on Thursday, win a championship. We talk about it on Friday. It's not going to happen that way, but it's fun. Marshall last night winning the CIT championship, 90-70. to Thundering Herd adding a little hardware to the trophy case. And again, this isn't the big tournament, but it meant something to these kids, and they sure played hard. Dan D'Antoni, head coach of the Thundering Herd, he's wanted to help restore some swagger to the program, some pride to the program, make the program relevant, and he's done that, and he'll continue to do that. I think he's going to do this for a few more years, and then he's going to turn it over to someone maybe younger. They can build upon it. I don't know if that's the game plan, but I'm just figuring that a few more years he's going to be pretty comfortable with where it's at and what's happening and then hand the keys over. But he was pretty happy last night. You remember a few years ago, some of the college basketball pundits were like, this guy? Nobody's going to be worried about this guy. Can't believe Marshall hired him. You know I'm talking about. I'm not going to name their names. They're on Twitter. And if you follow Twitter once a year, my good friend Ryan Epling, who is a producer over at WSAZ, over the television station, also did a fantastic job last night on the PA. I told him not to do too good of a job because the boss, he's going to want his job back. But did a fantastic job. And, of course, he is um, someone who, for uh, some sports fans, at least uh, in the Wayne County community, uh, they are familiar with him in the – he works at WSAZ. Every year on Twitter, he reminds those basketball pundits of how wrong they were about Dan D'Antoni. Well, hopefully none of that's going on tonight. I haven't checked his Twitter yet. Maybe he's done it. I don't know. But Dan D'Antoni, pretty excited about last night. Uh, here's his remarks to the media, if, if you can call that, or just his stream of consciousness, whatever the case may be. He was pretty excited last night. He got the Thundering Herd, a championship, and the fans had a good time. Saturday. Hope everybody will come. You buy a ticket. Probably some still available. If not, stand outside. Uh, this is the hardest I work. I sweated the whole ball game right through my coat. But uh, no, I was just proud of those kids. And uh, you can tell how happy they were in the locker room. And I don't know if they were happy winning or throwing water on me. But uh, regardless, it's a good way for this group to go out. Set a lot of firsts in Marshall history. And three seniors, three. Uh, well, uh, four seniors, three West Virginians, a kissing cousin, Kentuckian, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm proud of them. And uh, they played the whole time. I told them in the locker room, you know, I'm really happy for this win, but I was really happier every day that I got to practice and go out and practice with them. Every day I got to travel with them. Every day you got to live this part of their life. So my many thanks, my many thanks to the fans, great fan base. Really appreciate y'all loud as heck, and I appreciate it. Go Herd. So I'll take that from there, and you can ask me questions. Is that right? 
Yeah, we'll take questions for Marshall Coach Davis. Here he did his opening statement. You're going to have to get on time. Or I was here before you this time. You better speak up. All right. Question. Oh, that's it? Talk about, no, it's not it. Right. Talk, about, talk about CJ's uh, taking them off the dribble in the second half. He was something. <laughs> he's just strong. When he goes in, it's amazing how he finishes so softly when he's going in there. And he, he's, you know, is a lot of a lot of people accelerate in the finishes. He actually decelerates, and then he's strong, and then he's got really great touch at the end of uh, at the end of his finishes. And uh, what a great, you know, he had a great career. His fifth all-time leading score. I don't know how many how many points he had left. Huh? 28. You know, he's done so much. This crowd, this whole crowd has done so much. And, uh, you know, we got Tavion. And Tavion, you get that? Tavion. Tavion. Oh, what's up? You hear that? Tavion? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got him. There's a future sitting in here, and he's ready to uh, take off where John and CJ left off. And uh, we're looking forward to it. And I think basketball is exciting again, it's fun. People here are avid about it, always have been. I really appreciate it and hope to see you in the near future in around town. Or, oh, I think even Billy came out of rights. You know, when you get that old man out of rights, you're in pretty good shape. But uh, I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. Just even the way that you guys closed the season, 10 out of the last 11, you got one. You didn't win in the conference tournament like you wanted to, but the, the way that you guys closed this stretch here, we lost our legs in the middle of the year, and maybe blame that on me, but a little bit of the scheduling, it just we were away from home all of December, came back and then had that road trip um, from the, where we played three on the road at the hardest places to play. And we lost our legs, and we didn't play very well for about two weeks, three weeks, and then we got that little break where they had a chance to get away from the game a little bit. We've been playing in the Bahamas all the way through, and John and CJ didn't quit. They played all summer. They were in camps and everywhere else. And I think we just lost our legs. And uh, I learned from that. And uh, we came back, though, after that rest. And uh, I had a, a scout from the NBA text me. And he goes, you were right. Once they got their legs, they were who they were. And I said, told you I would happen. So uh, real proud of them. And uh, again, schedules, there's a lot of things to go in. When the championships are. I don't care where it is, when it is. You got 26 teams here, all of them 500 or more. And you win a championship, I don't care if it's the NCAA, NIT, CBI, uh, CIT. It, it's difficult. And these kids, uh, you know, as I always said, there's four teams happy after the last game. Well, we're one of them. So that, that's a great tribute to our kids. Danny, you get three threes, and uh, their guard number one after. Is that me? That's you. My daggone sister. <laughs> three threes. I mean, if it was Mike, I was going to bust him out. <laughs> you got three threes for the game, none in the second half, and then their guard had 13 points for three minutes ago in the first half, did not score the rest of the game. Well, we dogged him. Yeah. You know, all you guys that say uh, no D and Dan Tony, there was a D played out there tonight. And, you know, C.J. had, I don't know how many steals, just break open, down for layups. John switching good, blocking shot. You know, we, we <laughs> deed him up. And uh, it, we really just smothered him. And then the offense opens up when that happens. So I was proud of them. They, we talked at halftime. I said, we're not playing hard enough. This team's 
playing harder. They're getting the loose balls. They're going to where the ball has to be. We got to play harder. And the mark of a good team is is that they didn't point fingers. They took it on themselves, challenged themselves, and came out here and put on a great performance that second half. After a slow start, plus eight rebounding, <laughs> ten blocks tonight. That's another. Yeah, I almost had one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, again, they're just playing hard. They're good players. They're good players. We got to see for the last four years a real high level of basketball. And I, I'm sitting in NBA games for 10 years. And I saw as many good plays. We, we run highlight tape of our team before every game we play. And it was easier, I think, to get highlights for our games than it was for New York, especially New York, <laughs> LA. Maybe Phoenix, a little rival there, but but uh, you know what? It was easy to pull out great plays. And again, they were they're fun to play with. If that, if that was Mike, what were we gonna tell him? Huh? If that was Mike, what were we gonna tell him? Well, I won my championship. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> What's it like to, to all the moments you've had in basketball? That one just a half hour ago, where the buzzer goes off, the crowd storms the court. You've seen a lot, but that's just another one. Well, that's why I came back. You know, I remember those days, and uh, I was here, I guess, a couple of years before I came back, and it didn't seem like the same place. And I owed Dr. Hagley. Uh, try to get this job and uh, real fortunate that uh, I was able to I want to thank the athletic department for giving me a chance and uh, you know what that's what I wanted to do and and these guys out here made it come true so I'm just appreciative you know real good coach you guys were down double digits in that first half Tavian gave you a big <clears throat> lift on both ends of the court Tavian didn't play worth the crap I, I, I can't, you know, if I start building him up now, I won't be able to handle him when he's a senior. So we'll just wait, wait a little bit. But he, no, he played, he played really, really well. And he does the whole time. You know, he plays efficiently without many mistakes. And uh, that's uh, for a freshman. And I've taken him off his position. He was a point guard in high school. When I saw him, point guard in AAU, and I got him point, two, three, four, center, didn't matter. He was uh, up to the task and uh, and a better person than he is a player, although he's a great player. Yeah, get to the stars. Dan D'Antoni, his comments last night after the victory. I was a little concerned. I first heard that. I thought, oh, my God, Dave Walsh has not turned off his cell phone. Thankfully, it wasn't my guy, Dave Walsh. Instead, it was Dan getting a phone call. We'll excuse that this time, Coach. Congratulations, Thundering Herd. Victorious over Green Bay, the Phoenix go down to the herd 90-70. to 70. We have a few minutes when we come back to hear from John Elmore, C.J. Burks, also Tavion Kinsey. That's when we continue with tonight's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hi, I'm Josh Childers, mortgage loan originator at Metro Community Federal Credit Union. The countdown to spring is on. Come see me to get a head start on the process of getting a mortgage or loan for the new home or remodeling project you've always dreamed of. Metro Community Federal Credit Union. Your community, your credit union. 304-697-4652 or connect at metrocommunityfcu.com. 215 18th Street, Huntington, member NCUA, an equal housing lender. If you love basketball, you just can't beat this time of the year. And if you love great food, cold drinks, and a great atmosphere, you can't beat Roosters at Pullman Square in Huntington. 
Put them all together and you have the ultimate sports watching experience. If you're looking for madness, you'll find your game on one of Rooster's 40 TVs. And whether you like wings or burgers or pizzas or salads, I could go on and on. You'll find it on Rooster's menu. So grab your crew, put on your gear, and head to Rooster's at Pullman Square in Huntington. A fun casual joint. At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. So we brew our beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. Those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. And that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and a crisp, clean taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who live fit, live fun, live ultra. Enjoy responsibly. 2018 Michelob Ultra Light Beer and has a Bush St. Louis, Missouri. 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams of protein, and zero comes fat for 12 ounces. We'll buy yours even if you don't buy ours. Glockner needs trades at all of our locations. We will pay you a premium above book market value for your trade even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. In fact, go to Glockner.com for an instant $500 above trade value voucher. Imports, domestics, cars, trucks, crossovers, SUVs. Glockner needs them all and are willing to pay you a premium well above market value. Go to Glockner.com now for your trade voucher. We make it easy. Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. We are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Springtime is home shopping time. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stop by Stalwart Insurance at our location located right behind Rich Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Stalwart Insurance, 304-552-3883. Visit online at stalwartinsurance.com. Attention, Ashland. Exciting news. 20 ribeyes, $30 at the Big Tent at the Ashland Town Center Mall. That's right, 20 ribeyes, $30. Located at the main entrance, you can see the tent from Texas Roadhouse. Tired of Omaha prices? 20 ribeyes, 20 ribeyes. That's right, 20 ribeyes for $30. Plus, on the big truck, New York, fillets, T-bones, also marinated chicken breast. Everything will be sold today, and you will not pay Omaha steak prices. Look for the big truck and the big top tent at the Belk entrance at the Ashland Mall. You can see the tent in the parking lot from Texas Roadhouse. The driver has been authorized to make deals to move everything that's left. You're not going to beat the taste of Midwestern beef. And you're not going to pay Omaha steak prices. Last chance ever. 20 ribeyes for $30. That's right, 20 ribeyes for $30. 20 ribeye steaks, $30. Look for the big truck and the big top tent, Ashland Mall, Belk entrance. You can see the big truck and the big top tent from the Texas Roadhouse Grill. The Food City 500 is coming Sunday, April 7th to Bristol Motor Speedway. Witness the next epic battle with the hottest names in NASCAR. Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, and more. It's going to be fast. It's going to be wild. Feel the intensity at the last great Coliseum. Buy with confidence with the new weather guarantee. Get your tickets at bristoltix.com. That's bristoltix.com. It's Bristol, baby. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hope you've been enjoying today's edition of The Drive as we recap Marshall's victory over Green Bay in the CIT Championship 90-70. Welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's been fun covering the Thundering Herd for you and with you all season long and 
I know football still got practice going on, spring practice, and we've got a lot of other sports that we're going to get into. And uh, we'll start anew on Monday. Actually, uh, if I check the schedule real quick, uh, we'll start anew on Tuesday. We've got this uh, baseball thing coming up on Monday. And then we've got this uh, NCAA championship thing coming out on Monday as well. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's um, it's called the Final Four. They play for some basketball trophy. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's coming up on Monday. And we'll start on Tuesday then. So, yeah, I don't get to go to the Union on Monday. I don't get to hang out with Herb. We didn't get to go to the Union. Well, we went, but we didn't get to go on the air from the Union on Monday because – we're carrying baseball. Guess what? Pirates go into extra innings. That's a chance you take sometimes. That's fine. I got to hang out down there just a little bit. All right. We've got a few minutes left in the program. I'm going to get as much of this in as I possibly can. John Elmore, C.J. Burks, Tavion Kinsey, talking to the media after the game. And starting out with John, he was asked just basically to talk about this championship. What's it mean? Uh, it means it means a lot. Um, just... The work we've put in, uh, the program shifting from where it was to where it, where it is now. Um, you saw how many people were out there watching, supporting. Um, so it, it means a lot. We've been very fortunate to have a coach who believed in us from day one. Uh, I think we were, me, CJ, Rondell, Christian, I think a lot of us were highly under-recruited um, when it came time to make that decision. And uh, Coach D'Antoni took a chance on us. He gave us gave us the keys and just let us go to work. So uh, I think we've been very lucky and very blessed. But going out like that, winning the last game of the season, like Coach said, not many teams could do that. So having that chance to do it and finish it in Huntington, where it all started in West Virginia, with Marshall across our chest, that's a storybook ending to, to me. Uh, yeah, just to piggyback off what he said, you know, um, it, it means a lot. Uh, all the obstacles. <laughs> we all been through through our time being here. Uh, it, it just means a lot. Uh, we, we went through tons of ups and ups and downs and our fans and coaching staff, uh, they just remain with us. Uh, they know what type of team we can be, but it takes a, a different type of mentality to get there. So they know what they know what we can do and what we did has just been unbelievably special. And it just means a lot. CJ, you mentioned your fans. How, how much were you kind of feeding off them in the second half? Oh, uh, a lot, a ton. Um, we got some of the great, some of the best fans in the country. Um, they come out day in and day out and just tear their butts off, and it just means a lot. Uh, when they come, when they when it comes down like that, they just giving us the push that we need. Uh, we just need things like that. Uh, we sometimes our energy might get a little, <coughs> might get a little low, but our fans just keep us engaged. You know, just talk to us on the sidelines. <coughs> Keep, uh, just keep cheering, and just it just means a lot. The uh, a crowd was a big part of our win. Their coach compared this place. He went over his head and said, uh, aside from Michigan State, this was one of the hardest places he's seen all year long. And I can imagine what that boost gives you guys who are here every day. No, I, I said it all year. Um, when we play, we pack this place up. The style that we play. Um, it's exciting. It's, I think it's one of the best systems in the country, one of the best brands of basketball in the country. Um, and when we pack this place up in Huntington State, um, the Tri-State, whoever's around comes out and supports like they do uh, and like they've been doing in my time here. And I think it's going to keep getting better the way that the program's heading. But uh, when they come in and pack this place up, I don't, I don't think there's many places in the country. I think it, I think it really does stack up with Cameron Hall or 
the Dean Dome, places like that. Uh, it'll never get the credit because it's Marshall, it's a mid-major, it's a small school, whatever. But um, when I think you stack them side by side, filled up and filled up, um, I'd take this place to just about against anybody. Taylor, how excited do you get when a shot goes up and you realize no one's blocking you out? <laughs> it's, like, it's like free reign, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, because all year I've been stopped from alley-oops. I've been stopped from getting to the bucket. I've had to shake and bake and get around a lot of people just to get it. So um, Coach Corny, he, um, he told me, they don't box out. He was like, you can get every rebound. And Rougeau preaches to go to the glass every single day in practice. So he was like, they don't box out. This could be your game. And they tried, but I mean, you know, they, they tried, but it really didn't work. So I, um, it's just, I don't know. I'm lost for words right now. I don't really have anything to say, so. Hey, Vion, you had three points in the first half, and then oh, you came out in the second half and just exploded. What was going through your head every time you go straight to the basket? Um, I really don't look to like really even score. Like, I everything I do is like a tip in or like a chip in just to help. These are the guys that's like I look to for for scoring. I'm looking to get them started because if they get started, then it hypes me up. So then I, I'm going to get started, but I didn't. I didn't let it bother me. I didn't even know I had three points in the in the first half. I remember hitting the three, but I mean, like I wasn't thinking about it. I just the the whole thing I was thinking about was we got to win this game. And going in, we was down, and then we we finished out the uh, going into halftime very strong. I just knew like coming out here, you was going to have to do something, whether it was put some points on the board, grab some rebounds, play some defense. But um, I don't, I don't know. I just exploded. That was it. CJ, your last game here, the team has three three-pointers. You won by 20. Put, put, put that in perspective. There's nights when you had threes and then got, you know, tonight you win by 20. No threes in the second half. And you know, your reputation is you live and die from out there and then, you know, with 90 anyway. Right. Man, it's crazy uh, just seeing a three-point shooting team just uh, not be able to throw a rock in the ocean. So uh, when things like that happens, uh, we just don't we don't get too down on ourselves. Uh, coaching staff pick, picks us up; they do a great job. Uh, when things go like that, we, it just goes to a chippy game. Uh, we just got to do all the little stuff, just playing hard on defense and doing all the little things on defense, getting each other open and making sure we secure a good shot. So that's all it is. When we when we're not hitting shots, we'll all find a different different route to score. So Marshall wins the CIT championship. Thundering Herd can claim a trophy. And guess what? We're out of time. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in. Back on Tuesday, we got baseball on Monday on local radio, and we've also got the NCAA championship game, and that's all coming up on Monday. So I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.